0: بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه إمام النووي's Riyadh al-Saliheen is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over seven centuries. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the sunnah of our beloved messenger Sallallahu الله عليه وسلم. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله افضل الصلاه واتم التسليم على سيدنا مولانا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم اجمعين كتاب العاد الصالحين لسيدنا الامام النووي رحمه الله تعالى ونفعنا بعلومه في الدارين امين الى ان قال حديث نمبر 123 عن هو عن النبي صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم قال من غدا الى المسجد اراحه عد الله له في الجنه so, this is narrated by both Al Bukhari and Muslim that Abu Hurairah anhu, that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, Whoever goes to the masjid in the morning or in the evening, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prepares for him a special feast in paradise for every occasion he went to the masjid in the morning, in the evening. And Imam al has a note here where he says, a nuzul which is the word that is used here, El qut wa wa So it could be staple food, provision, and anything that is prepared for a guest. He translates it here simply as a special feast, but it's actually a lot broader than that. So this is a brief hadith of our Prophet Sallallahu Oftentimes you have just a few words, but then there is very, very deep meaning behind it. Man o'rah. And so you see this also in the how the Prophet uses these words in other contexts as well. Radha literally is to asir al nahar, is to set out in the morning. And rah is to that travel to set out. Uh, the, at the latter part of the day, so in the evening. And um, this is where you uh, have the other hadith. That is that one instance of going out for the sake of Allah in the morning or going out for the sake of Allah in the evening is better than this world and everything that is in it. And it is from here that you get the name for the after Asr or the evening class called the Roha. And this is an instance of going ab- out for the sake of Allah Ta'ala in order to learn. But for exits his home, in order to seek sacred knowledge, he's in the path of Allah, Subh'anaHu wa until he returns. And were a student of knowledge to die along the way, they will be one of those who receive the reward of being a martyr. So, man gada masjid masjidi And this is also encouraging us, of course, to come to the masjid, come to the place of prayer in the morning and in the evening. What is the great reward? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will prepare for him in paradise Nuzulan. and other words is that the hospitality in paradise comes directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Allah ta'ala says in the Quran Nuzulan min rafuran rahim. this is nuzul. what imagine the most generous of hosts when you come to his house and everything that he prepares for you how he treats you all of the hospitality and everything that is that you experience, the comfort and the food and everything else, and then the tea and the sweets after and everything else that one experiences when you come to the house of a generous host. And we know hosts are different. All of that compared, what is all of that compared? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is receiving you, what is he preparing for you subhanahu wa ta'ala? min Rahim. And in the Quran that comes after, the verses that state in Indeed, those who say, Our Lord is Allah, and then remain upright. The angels will descend upon them. Do not fear nor grieve. And take glad tidings of paradise that you have been promised. We are your awliya. We are your protectors in this world and in the hereafter. You will have in it, i.e. in paradise, everything that it is that you desire and everything that it is that you ask for. Nuzulan min rahim. This is nuzul. This is what Allah Taala has prepared, and that this is He is the forgiving and the merciful, Subhanahu wa taala. So no matter how generous your host is, there's always going to be limits to his hospitality, to what he provides you. And as we will learn this weekend, it's not from good etiquette, even with your brothers, to have taqleef, to, to expect them to do too much for you or to ask for something. Unless that you're really, really close to them and you know that that's what they want, and that's the one exception. Other than that, there's limits to what you're going to receive even from the most generous of hosts. But look at the hospitality from our Lord, Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything that it is that your souls desires and everything it is that you ask for, Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And look how easy this is. How hard is it to go out in the morning to the masjid? to come in the evening to pray at the masjid or the place of prayer. And then every time you do that, so that every time that someone goes out in the morning and goes out in the evening to be in the masjid, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala prepares for him this special feast and all of this hospitality that they will receive, inshallah ta'ala, when they transition into the next world. And then hadith number 124, Anhu, and this is again on the authority of Abu Huraira. So we see in this chapter only two narrators have been mentioned so far: Abu Dhar and Abu Huraira, and he and them with their sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. What a blessing to have spent as much time as they did with the Messenger um, to have heard what they have heard and then to convey it. So he narrates that qala Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the Messenger of Allah said: "Ya nisa' al-Muslimat." O Muslim women, la taqiran na jaratun li jaratiha. Wolo filisina shah. And so in this hadith, that the Prophet is especially addressing the female Muslims. Ya nisa'il Muslimat. So he's addressing them directly. That, O Muslim women, la taqiran na jaratun li jaratiha. So a jarah is a neighbor. And our Prophet is again setting the foundations for a healthy society. And what we need, what principles need to be in place for a healthy community. So we have this word tahana. And tahkirana is again to regard something as insignificant, to belittle something. So La Takkiranna Jaratun, let no neighbor that deemed to be insignificant. Anything that they receive from their neighbor. Is translated here as a sheep's trotter. So no neighbor shall regard anything as insignificant for another neighbor, even if it be a sheep's trotter. So this is encouraging us to do good for each other, even if they be small things. And our Prophet is warning us this is not something we should do. The neighbor sends some food, you went, What is this? Uh, this isn't going to feed two of our family members. We have seven people in this house, say, What are they sending? A'udhu Billah. This is not the type of attitude that we should have. The smallest little thing that a neighbor does from another, we're encouraged to do. And if we could do more, that's good. But the Prophet, said that is setting this principle in order to have healthy relations with neighbors, you have to rectify your soul. You have to be able to control your nafs. You have to be able to not act upon thoughts from shaitan and thoughts that extend from the ego. And we should never belittle anything that our neighbors do for us while we try to also do as much as we can for them. So, this applies to that the females that the Prophet is addressing directly, but also applies to the males and everyone in the ummah. We should never that deem insignificant any good that anyone has done for us, especially a neighbor. This is especially important. While we should also try to do whatever it is that we can to that serve our neighbors and to take care of them. And then all of the, the meanings of neighbors also apply. So brothers living together in a dorm, sisters living together in a dorm, and anyone that lives in the proximity of one else, is that our relationships there, especially while that we're learning sacred knowledge, is important to determine whether or not we're going to be a successful student of knowledge or not. If we're going to really be a successful student of knowledge, we'll find that everything else, in addition to the formal causes, is also a training ground for ultimately purification of the soul one of the most dangerous things of all is someone who is eloquent and knowledgeable, but their heart is corrupt. That person is going to cause wreak havoc. Like letting a fox into a chicken coop. That is going to be dangerous. And think about how many people have PhD after their name or doctor before it and are just wreaking havoc in the world. And because of the state of the heart, and that as we say in English, being too smart for their own good. May Allah ta'ala bless us with adab and manners and bless us with proper comportment and be the way that we should be before our Lord. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thank you for listening to one of Al-Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at al and connect with our other online content at al backslash connect.